This, this is the Second Second Story Podcast. Welcome back to the Second Story Podcast. I'm Max Spitz. If you were DJing an event, what would you play to get everyone on their feet and running to the dance floor? I can tell you that if it's a Jewish event, there's only one real option. The horn. You start that and in seconds, every single person is on the floor, holding hands and running in circles. I love the welcoming simplicity of this cultural dance. Anyone can learn and join in instantly. In this week's story, teller Elisa Vera Ramos shares how she found strength in her identities through cultural music and dance of her own. Recorded live at the Promontory in Chicago in June 2022, Second Story is proud to present Toes on a Threshold. best friends in the whole world, who is Puerto Rican like me, was planning a Christmas Navidad trip to La Patria. I don't remember if they had said, Alisa, I would love to travel with a companion who is part of the Puerto Rican diaspora too. Oh, how magical and spiritually beautiful that would be. But in any case, I invited myself. I knew that the trip would be involved tagging along with Dianalise's family plans, but I also know Dianalise. And the trip would be intentionally slow, nourishing, full of watery cancer sign sweetness. And I yearned for my lover, the ocean, to submerge me. And I was also trying to fall out of love with someone who I had maybe kind of almost probably broken up with. <laughs> so it was a significant trip. And it was the first time that I would walk barefoot on the land of my ancestors with my soul, Hermanaxti Annalise. And December marked one calendar year since I had named and claimed myself as queer. It was tiptoes and brash and drenched in a kind of breathless hope. Like diaspora, if you touched it, it was tender. Our first few days, we stayed in Viejo San Juan, a touristy yet beautiful area, famous for the military forts that now piss me off, though they add a kind of castle charm to the coast. Colonialism aside, uh, we were trying to get into some non-touristy shenanigans. Neither Janelise nor I speak Spanish fluently. There's a lot to say there for another couple glasses of whiskey. But I got in touch with an acquaintance of my mom's, Camille, who is a queer Puerto Rican journalist, organizer, and singer. Gemini that I am, I coordinated the plans like, trust me, you'll love it, just follow. <laughs> On a random Wednesday night, right after rush hour, Dianalise and I ducked into Camille's car and let them take us into the night. And Camille brought us to a queer bombazo. A queer bombazo. A dance slash party slash performance slash communion created by Afrodescendientes and sustained over time and time and time. Bomba is story told with call and response canciones held by a half moon of drummers, kept steady by the maraca and the gua, punctuated by the danced offerings of the folks who are moved truly by the spirit, to step into the shared open space, into the bate. And it was gay, 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 gay! Oh. Oh. My queerness was tender. 
And probably you know by now that my Puerto Ricanness was, is, too. Mommy's voice is ringing in my head, like, who cares what those mean girls slash substitute teachers slash white people think? They don't pay your salary. You're Boricua, pa que lo sepa. They don't give out handwritten invitations to the Puerto Rican club. <laughs> so here I am in the doorway of El Angar de Santurce, shoulders and hips rubbing against fellow folks in the audience, a little breathless. I was brought here to this magical space where queerness was essential, inherent, cultivated, squeaky like a sneaker and glinting like the eyes of that cutie across the way. And maybe like mine. I heard a song I recognized. Spirit said, sit on the floor, up front. So I moved. My view, clear, and my thighs connected to the resonances of the barriles on the concrete floor, I tapped in. There were at least 12 or 15 barriles curved into this tiny barn, silo, garage DIY space. <laughs> and folks were basking and learning and flirting. A femme who was standing on the sidelines was welcomed by a bulliador to take their spot on the drum. And skin to skin, the more advanced person taught the newbie. An elder started singing a song, and the call and response was so out of sync, so not on point, that she stopped everything, like, perete, perete, perete. <laughs> and then she started the song over, because that's what was needed. <laughs> it's the first time I saw a person I read as a boy dance with a skirt. It's the first time I saw an AFAB person dance only with figura, like feet, arms, elbows, taking up space in the way that the men do. Speaking of flirting, no, I did not have the guts to say hey afterwards to the super fly genderqueer MC. I'll blame it on my Spanish. <laughs> I glanced at Deanalise like, mm, yeah, sometimes we have the same type. <laughs> but the way that MC allowed themselves to be vulnerable in a circle of their people, when implored, they consented to sing lead, lyrics on a phone in hands, like tongue trip ups and all. That courage and good humor was goals and swoon. It was also the first time that I saw two women dance together. A black elder doing her thing with a flowing panuelo and then extending her hand to a young black woman in the crowd, inviting her to connect and conduct generations in that moment. And then turning her toward the center bate. And Everyone used gender-inclusive Espanol like it is easy and not actually an issue. Todes. <laughs> Diana Lise and I were in awe. Moved, yes, literally, because it would be wrong to stand still, by the gift to be in communion with fellow Puerto Rican queers. And there was definitely a sense that we were visitors. And we were, like this wasn't our community center. But it was more than that. Things were clicking in my heart and I was aching to participate to at least sing the chorus. But I couldn't, not really. 
Though some bits were familiar, many of the sentiments were getting literally lost in translation, not to mention the dance movements, sentences of their own. In the break, I turned to Deanna Lise, who's a beautiful singer, and asked if they were singing the coro. They tilted their head. I can't quite pick out the words. I don't want to be disrespectful. And I nodded, agreeing with what they didn't quite say. We didn't want to accidentally trespass on something sacred. That party was a heart-busting circle of Boricua-embodied queer spirituality. But there is a fine line between respect and even reverence and allowing myself to hide. Spanish isn't my language. Bomba isn't my language. But queerness was my language, a language I was composing as I lived into it. If I just made more of an effort, could I pick up the first two? Like, rip the band-aid, push yourself out of the nest, call your abuela. <laughs> but black Puerto Ricans created this music, and queer folks in Puerto Rico created this space, a sacred space for themselves. I wasn't making excuses not to participate, I was just waiting for the handwritten invitation. <laughs> and suddenly, there was a finger pointing directly at me. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Like, like maybe I had been a little too present. Another Gemini trait. <laughs> too generous of my energy. I just meant to sort of dance in my seat, you know, like. But a person that I'd seen paseando in the bate earlier was standing right in front of me, making direct Eye contact. <laughs> Paseando is the exact word that mommy would always use growing up to say a person is painting the town, basically. Like what she says to me every few FaceTimes, Elisa, stay at home. You have a beautiful apartment. You're always paseando. In Momba, paseo is the act of clearing your mind while clearing the space. Drawing attention to yourself while drawing a sacred circle. Just before you dance. The bombera's finger pointed at me was expectant, almost. Like I was recognized, like she gestured, come forward, and she knew I would. I crossed the threshold into the bate. The bombera called another and another and another, and I literally don't remember her saying any actual words, just moving people with her sheer presence. But maybe she was actually yelling at us, and I blacked out. <laughs> but Deanna Lise was to my side, just in front to the left, and then at least 12 others around me, an activated community. The dancer yelled, do what I do, ready, let's go. Or maybe it was, hacen lo que hago, listes, vamanos. Or maybe it was just, e, cinco, tres, siete, ocho. And we were all ready in it, testing the vocabulary with the movements of our bones. And as a theater student who always loved flocking more than anything, I felt like I was right there with her. Quien sabe? But let me tell you, it felt good. Carajo. Fast forward two and a half years. 
This past April, I went back to Puerto Rico, and Queer Church, a.k.a. Langar de Santurce, had a bombazo on the day, on a day that I was on the island. And I was actually back for a gay wedding. Puerto Ricans are gay! bomba event, which is called Encuentro de Tambores, which brings together bomberes from multiple unique regions across the island, including Diaspora. And 2022 is only the third year that Diaspora has been included. Mi, mi, mi maestra y directora de bomba, Ivelis Diaz, reminded us, es importante. We are just as Puerto Rican as the folks on the island. We help keep this tradition alive, and we bring our own sauce. So I had to say presente, just like I had to go to this bombazo queer. When I arrived at El Angar de Santuse, the gate was closed. <laughs> no sign, no bouncer, nothing. The gate hadn't been closed at first, bombazo. And for a second, I doubted myself. Like, I always tell people the hard-learned lesson that on this island, you don't go to a club just because it says it's open on Facebook. And certainly not Google Maps. But I was sure that this event was happening. <sighs> At that point, I had been paseando sola, yes, alone, around Puerto Rico for a week and a half. So I reached out and I grabbed the metal gate, sliding it painstakingly, to the side, and I heard voices. <sighs> okay. In the way it goes, in all those stories about growing, the, the spot felt smaller, more humble. Like I could hang there all night if the vibe was strong. And it would be, Puerto Ricans. I noticed someone I knew, an elder, Julie Laporte, who had taught me virtually during the pandemic. Alisa, ay, mucho gusto conocerte. You dancing? And I was like, <laughs> But I thought, okay, okay, okay. I could at least do a basic step, paseo around the bate, honor the ancestors, show off my cute romper. Because mommy, paseo is ancestral. After checking out the scene, tipping well at the bar, shout singing some of the coros I knew, being one of the queer babes myself, a juba. I recognized the rhythm. I paused. Ooh. I was sure. I put down my drink and my phone. The threshold between vibing as a witness in the audience and embodying my fullest, nalgas out, silly, sexy self felt permeable. So I crossed it. And I kissed my girlfriend after. This story was produced by Casey Truba, curated by Aimee Tin, and directed by Christine Thorin, with music and sound design by Nathan Kistler. The Second Story podcast is produced by Max Spitz. 
Second story is located in the traditional homelands of the Council of the Three Fires, the Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi Nations. Our programming is made possible by the Arts Work Fund, Walder Foundation, MacArthur Fund for Arts and Culture at the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation, Paul M. Angel Family Foundation, Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, Illinois Arts Council Agency, the Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events, Innovation 80, the Lupo Family, Eric Rothstein and Gina Wamak, Athene Karras and Thomas Applegate, James Lupo, Jessica Wetmore, Hannah and George Stowe, and many generous individuals like you. I'm Max Spitz, and this, this is, is the Second, Second Story Podcast.